think that's what life is about. Truly finding yourself. And closing your eyes and dying in your sleep. Lifted all my days, my dreams are vivid colors. The jet is loaded, man, we taking trips, we fly by. No stresses on my brain, no worries, here I'm chosen. Made another way, my nigga, watch me go shine. When I close my eyes, my world comes alive. Woo! That's a good intro there. That's heavy. Coming into some Kid Cudi on this beautiful day, 12-21-21. Thank you for joining me here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. I'm your host. You can call me Julio. I hope everybody, wherever you're at listening and tapping into this, is having a good day. And if you're not, you know, let's truly reflect on what we have in our lives and what we are truly grateful for. And just hold that feeling for a while. Anger can't hang around when you got true love. You know what I mean? And that's that's generated from within you. <clears throat> it's a great day, as always, right? Especially when I'm being able to express myself here and be in the booth, I would call it, in the room of magic. El cuarto de magico. I don't know if you call it that, but uh, I'm sitting here with a really good friend, a brother. I don't even, it's not even a word. Um, sitting here with a brother named Angel Perez. Thank you for joining me here, sir. Hey, thank you for for inviting me man appreciate it no problem at all it's uh i feel like our meetings are kind of rare sometimes that you know we're all busy and we all have things to do and it's all understood but when we get together man it's always a creative energy i say it's definitely purposeful yeah it's and as we've been growing and like in age and in our minds you know constantly learning I think we're just understanding a lot more of life and each other and what we bring to the table, you know, what we have to do in our, uh, in our endeavor. Anyway, <clears throat> getting a little deep there real fast. Um, I'm sitting here with Angel Perez, my good friend, my fellow uh, companion. We'll leave it at that. Your fellow American. <laughs> yep. No fellow American for real. That's a, uh, that's the truth. We're in America. I don't want to get too political too fast. No, uh, we've um, we recorded like one other time, I think, that we've put out. But yeah. we recorded. I think we've recorded over like 15 podcasts, just me and you. I have a whole bunch of it on the library. I listen back to them sometimes. I have some recordings like date that date back to like 2018, 2019. Yeah. On my phone, I was like. Mm. <gasps> you might have. I have some from like 2016. That's, that's old school. It's actually um, one of my first notes that I was writing in a sauna today that I wanted to talk to you about. Not my first notes, but one of the notes I did uh, touch on. It's uh, let's talk 2016 where Full Circle was created. And that's it's funny how we just kind of dive right into that un- un- unplanned, unexpectedly. Uh, you were living in the Palms Apartments, I believe, out there off uh, Exposition. Yeah, right across from there uh, for about a year. I was in there 2016. Yeah, to yeah. like 17? About. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> if anybody who doesn't know, you're going to find out real quick a little bit of history on how this podcast um, 
the gear that we have, the streetwear that we have, where it all kind of comes from, the mentality that's literally in the name Full Circle Mentality, where it all originated and kind of where it all started. It was just an idea, just ideas. It didn't have a name. It didn't mean anything but what we were saying at the time. Yeah. Then you came up with a name and <coughs> like, that's a good name. And it just kind of stuck. It, it just stuck. Some of the... Some of the main things I remember in that time is literally just getting off at like five thirty or six when I we'd uh, when I work with the kids, and I like literally rush over to you. Are you home? You were usually home. Went over there, and I wouldn't leave until about maybe like sometimes I wouldn't leave till like one a.m. And it's it's so far gone, but it also just feels like yesterday. Yeah, it definitely feels like yesterday. Some of the ideas and like memories I have are fleeting. Like they get away from me when I start thinking about them. Yeah, that was 2016. And you would you would be like, well, during that time, I was just probably that was probably the biggest life lessons that I've gone through during yeah. that time. I didn't really have m- much many people reach out to me at the time besides you. Mm-hmm. And um I appreciate you for that. That was definitely you know, it's meant a lot, especially during that, that time period. Um, and yeah, we were just hang out at the house, smoke some weed, and just talk. Backwoods. Ab- yeah, some woods. <laughs> and we just talk about these ideas that um that we wanted for ourselves to come true, you know, these dreams and goals. And um, what I found that pretty interesting is that we we're, were both, like, in a rut in a shitty situation with our jobs, with, you know, our life. I could just tell we weren't where we want to be. Yeah, we were doing things that not necessarily were us, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, but we still had those feelings of we want better, you know, those visions of it's going to get better. And that's what we would do during that time is talk about these ideas. How are we going to do it? And it was just, that's the where it originated, man. That's it, the, it's it pretty wild. We would literally just... It'd be a, an array of things that we would do. We would sit there and put on beats and freestyle when we got nice and toasty. Uh, we would put on videos talking about chakras and different frequent, more frequencies at the time. We're talking about frequencies a lot. Listening to a lot of Joe Rogan and Aubrey Marcus, trying to better ourselves, trying to find something that we can relate to, attach ourselves to. I feel like we were so lost at that time. Yeah, we were. And good thing you brought that up about frequencies and energy because i during that time when we were going through a lot that's when we started getting more um intrigued by energy and our spirit and our purpose and why are we here you know what i mean exactly because other people were talking about it the people that we were watching on on youtube essentially were talking about that exactly is what we're doing here how to be a better person how to uh, elevate yourself (coughs) And it came from people from more of a spiritual level. And that's something that I kind of just resonated with. I'm not a very religious person, so to speak, but spirituality, I feel like I gravitate towards more. I feel like they're with when you're able to control you, the energy you harness, like you, when you harness your energy, when you harness the energy from the, you know, from the outside, from the sun, from the moons, I don't know how it works. I don't. But when I know that you can harness the energy, it's the power you have. And with that power comes resolve. It comes 
decision making. It comes critical thinking. It becomes you in the gym. It becomes you in the bed. It, it's it's it, it's fucking powerful. And if you put yourself at a low frequency, at a low vibration, that's where you will stay. And that, I think, is the key to success. No, what I think is, I really do think the successful, like, 1% people, like, who have all this money, and I feel like they want to keep our energy down. The people who really control things, they want to keep our energy down. They know about energy. They learned about it first, and they're using it in the wrong way. Bingo. Bing bong. Sorry. <laughs> was that loud in your ear? No. Okay. That was, uh, you're right, though. Um, I could lower the headphones, too, if that was too loud. No, that's perfect, actually. That's um, when I scream in the mic, that that's how it'll sound. I was laughing because you said bing bong. Yeah, I just didn't want to like blow your eardrums out. Um, yeah, um, but you're right. You know, how do you defeat your enemy? You keep them, you keep them at a low vibration, right? Keep them powerless. And how do you create that gap between low and high? You keep yourself higher in a higher vibration. And um, look at Tom Brady. I don't think he's the one controlling, but I definitely think he keeps himself at a high. Every time I see him on Instagram, or anytime I see him in video. You know when you see people and they're upset at the paparazzi? He always gives them a big-ass smile. This big-ass pearly whites. Yeah. Fuck. The goat. Uh, I wonder when they found out about energy. I mean, I know it's been... Actually, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was recent. I know it's probably one of the earliest things that people were probably studying. You know, people... Why? 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 Yeah, for sure. <gasps> I mean... Energy, energy comes awareness, and once you become, once you expand your awareness, you realize that there's, there's more to just the physical world. Mm -hmm. You know, um, once you expand your mind or your being beside, be, beyond the streets we grew up on, beyond the town I lived in for majority of my life, beyond the family that I know, beyond what I knew. You know, you can really take yourself where you want, good and bad. It's very scary. It's a hard world to live in, especially when all these energies are just mixed up. So look at the humans and look at everybody around us and just look at them. If you can close your eyes, just think about all the humans that you interact with every fucking day that pass by that are walking. Okay, now wipe them completely clean. Okay, they're just like uh, smoke in the air, these white. Things of smoke just populating in the air. Some are white and some are black. And I'm saying this just with colors and how it's used in how they describe. Okay, any fuck you know what the fuck I'm talking about? Positive and negative, evil and good. You have your good energy and you have your bad energy. You know what I mean? And sometimes in certain places there's more bad energy and it just populates and spreads and you know. Misery loves company is a great saying for that. Yeah, you're you're right. <clears throat> um, let's say you're going into a room. You can be a positive dude, right? You go into a room that the negativity overpowers that positivity. You're gonna know the difference. You're gonna feel out of place. Feel out of place, exactly. Um, but you can fix that. You can just shine brighter. You know, shine bright like a diamond. Vibrate at a more positive frequency. Just keep keep vibrating and once you become a light that dark tends to light up too you know so for example 
if you have a group of five people who are, let's just say, negative, and you come into the room, light as positive, so positive, they feel it, they can't do nothing about it, but turn into light. To accept it. Accept it, exactly. I was talking to you about the opposite earlier. I was talking about my energy and how strong our energy can be. Certain people have very strong frequencies and high energy. Just, it is what it is. And um, I've noticed at a young age that when I would get upset, that energy would change in the room. And it wouldn't be for good. It'd be for bad. People would be walking on eggshells. And they do now, especially when I'm upset. And I notice it. It's a shift. You're, you're just so, like, fuming inside. Your energy's bad. It's like a black cloud of smoke, like exhaust. It just takes over the whole room and starts suffocating people. How do you change that? You first, you have to look at look at yourself in the mirror, pretty much. Figure out why you like this. Start asking these questions to yourself. Why am I being negative? Why, when this person comes into the room, why do I feel this resentment? Because more than likely, there's something that's triggering that, and it all goes back to triggers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to start asking questions. Why am I angry? Why am I feeling uh, nauseous? Why am I nervous? Once you start asking these questions, then different thoughts start coming up. Like it could be this, it could be that. Um, but I think that's number one. Start asking questions. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Do some, do some research on yourself. Yeah. You know. Also, too. Quick pro quo. A lot of times, we're living in our own heads. There's been plenty of times where I go into a room. And my thoughts tell me this person's mad at me. And then I bring it up. Hey, are you mad at me? No. I'm like, oh, I thought you were mad at me. It's all in my head. So most of the time, we're just creating this false reality in in our mind. But a lot of times, too, it's something deep within the surface that you got to start asking questions to figure out what is going on. Because your outside world is a reflection of your internal world. And a lot of times... It's ourselves within that there's something going on. It's n- never the person outside of you. So I start asking questions. Look in the mirror. And that's probably one of the hardest things people people can do. It's so interesting to hear us talk about, for me at least, t- or interesting to me, um, that we start talking about how we control energy and how we can change our realities and how we got to do a deep dive and do our what is it called? Our inventory check, right? On ourselves. And at the time, back in 2016, that's what we were searching for. We were trying to search for how, how to cope, how to deal, how to make it, how to get out of fucking debt, how to have a happier life, how to put down the drinking and fucking drugs, how to stop. And from 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, five years, Jesus, five years it's taken. But it doesn't seem that long. And it, I feel like we're so far removed, not removed. We're so far past. I don't know about past. I think it still sits within us. Some of those feelings, right? Like we are. It's, I feel like it's always a part of us. Those energies are always a part of us. And it's just about controlling them. But to my point is just the growth from, from five years ago. We the same kind of conversations, but our, our actions were different. You know what I'm saying? Now we're, Stepping with our best foot forward as opposed to not knowing really where we're stepping, you know, confused. 
if anybody out there is, you know, if anybody out there can relate, just keep asking the questions. Why, 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 why am I so mad? Why am I so sad? How do I get it from point A to point B? If you ask those questions and you're true to yourself, then you'll find the answers. And once you find the answers, there's no looking back. Honestly, it's the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to do is to actually make that change in your life. But once you do it, the change is easy, I guess. But once you start to do it, it becomes a responsibility to yourself. It becomes a part of you to do better because you know you have it, you're capable of it and you know you can do it. So now you have the fear of you letting yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. It's an animal now. And a lot of it too is healing. And I'm big on healing. And by healing, I mean healing your inner child, you know, going back to your memory of a childhood. Maybe you didn't get the love you wanted. Maybe you experienced some things that you didn't want to experience and it kind of fucked you up, you know. And a lot of times when you when you go back to that child within you and you patch up those wounds, you realize that, oh, wow, this whole time it was just I'm mad at the world because when I was young, I wasn't given that love that I deserved as a child. And every child deserves love, man. You know what I mean? So it's almost like you got robbed from your childhood. Um, but that's one thing I always, when I'm going through something, I always go back into my childhood. Does it have anything to do with my childhood? Um, it's 50-50. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But um, the only reason why I bring that up is because that child is still within every single one of you. It might be covered up with a lot of bullshit that we've suppressed throughout the years. But if you dig it up, you're going to find it's that same there. child. Yeah. Mm, I can relate to that. I, I can definitely relate to that. Everybody can. Uh, we've all had mishappenings in our childhood and w- certain things happen. Certain feelings happen. And those things don't go away. They stick around until you talk through them or face them and acknowledge them. Look at that situation for what it was. or And you keep moving. You let it go still there but you let it go the feeling goes away you can look at the picture as a as a objectively as you can and you're able to understand different views and perspectives and people and it's not your fault you know it's not your fault brother and that's the biggest thing too realizing that it's not your fault it's not anybody's fault it's just the way the cards were dealt cookie crumbles a certain way sometimes falls all over the fucking floor and sometimes it falls within the wrapper and you can still eat all the fucking crumbs <laughs> but pick yourself up man there's no there's no time for a pity party i had i, I wasted so much time in my life p- having these pity parties about nothing talking about the issues that weren't even the issue there was deeper issues and i was masking the deeper issues with the non so important issues and i would just sit and wallow and drink and do fucking coke and just run away from who i was i'm a good person i love when i'm happy i love it because my energy when i'm happy people can feel it and i'm they can fucking i know you can feel it right now through the microphone if you can't feel it you're lying i'm just kidding but uh you know when you're happy and when you're when you're happy and you know clap your hands when you're happy people can tell and people love a smile people love to joke around people love laughter people love to engage in communication and talk people don't love 
when you're shut down and quiet and a fucking mute and you have a look on your face like you're gonna rip the fucking head off somebody. I have a killer in- I have a killer face. My girl tells me she said you, uh, brother, faces you make sometimes that you don't even know it. I think, yeah. It's a uh, so you just gotta be careful with that energy, you know, and how we display it. So. Kind of just talking about how this all started five years ago, you know, just and then we went a whole we went down a whole deep dive. Can't even speak. We went a, down a whole deep dive of energy. You know how that works, right now, type people. You know, uh, I had a question that I wrote down for you, and the question is, if you could tell yourself from five years ago some advice, what would it be? Five years ago, the five the person five years ago that was sitting in the me and you sitting in the room. What would you tell yourself? Mm, I would definitely tell myself um, be more open to um, show the love that you have inside. You know, be willing to share it with others. Um, that would definitely be something I would tell myself five years ago. You know, be more open to uh, share your love. Sharing love. Share, share your love, you know. Um and then also just i would also tell myself keep going on your path you know because if it if i never would have stayed on my path i wouldn't be in the position i am right now and not to say i'm in i'm at where i want to be not yet you know but um i'm one step closer yeah as opposed to if i never did follow my path then i just veer off living someone else's path but definitely, I would tell myself five years ago, just open up, give, show people how much you care about them, show people how much you love them. That's deep. That's some good advice. Some good advice. I was thinking about that while I was in the sauna. I was just writing fucking notes. My phone got hella hot. It gets to like 230 degrees in there. It's pretty hot in there. I could probably go like 235, probably 240. Probably not as long as 20 or 25 minutes, but... Sometimes you want to get a hell of hot in there. Just fucking put you, do some shit real quick. Make you change. Yeah. No doubt. <clears throat> so, the, you know, I feel like since I've honestly known you, probably starting in high school, my freshman year, or probably my eighth grade year, your freshman year, you've been training since then. That's how what I feel. Like, I feel like you haven't stopped training ever. It's a part of you. It's kind of a what you do. You know, you're a life path four. And if anybody who doesn't know, life path four are workhorses. Fucking you know, just stay working. Whether it's training or whether it's studying, like I always have to be investing my time in something progressive. To get just be doing something to advance, to see to see it, to see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To see and be doing. Definitely. Be, you know. Definitely. I'm definitely a... I got to be doing something. I can't sit down for too long. It's almost like I have... I just have too much energy within me that I got to do something. Yeah. A lot of times, it, it, I want it to be productive. And then a lot of times, it's not productive. But I've learned to master my own energy where it's like, all right, I feel anxious right now. It's time for me to get up. And do something. Do something. Yeah, positive, constructive. Mm-hmm. That's going to help you. So that's what you were born into being. 
you know, people are going to be born with certain traits. And if you believe into, is it astrology or what is the life path? Is that uh, numerology? Numerology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was on. I took a little hit of the stizzy pen. I knew it was numerology because obviously it was a number. I know about both astrology, but you know, that blue dream would be fucking putting a little damper on your camper. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, so that's what you're going to be, you know, off the bat. Kind of that's what the traits that you have and you're going to stick with. When did you decide in your life that that's what you're going to do? Because you've been doing it for a while, but I there's a there was a shift. I didn't know really when because I'm not you, but I, there's been the shift to where that is. You took it to the next level. You, you're you're getting a degree in it. Your <clears throat> styles of exercising have changed completely. And I say exercising because I don't want to say lifting weights or running because it's a multitude of all those things and watching you grow. It's been great, man. It's, it's been a privilege to see the dedication, work ethic and the love that you have for something and you sitting there. And because I know how much you and school clash, I know how much that's almost a chip on your shoulder. So when the fuck did you accept that as your reality is my question. When were you not lost in these five years? When did you find yourself? When was was there a defining moment? Was it a progression of maybe a year or two, a couple months? Oh, man. Well, I guess I could start by talking about when I first started playing sports. Um, Just like any other kid, you know. All your best friends are playing sports, so you want to play sports too, and it was fun. Um, but once I started playing sports, I felt like a purpose, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. At a young age, very young age, a sense of purpose. And um, I think I was just athletically gifted, naturally, you know. Um, for example, when I was in third grade, for those of you who went to Oak Avenue School, we will have, um, they call it the downhill area, <laughs> where you just run a whole lap all the way around. And all the time, I would race against all the other dudes in my class. And I'd always come in first place. It, that wasn't my goal to come in first place. It was more like, this is who I am. This is what, I'm, this is what I do. I'm about to win real quick. Yeah, I'm much. just going to win. Like We're going to race right now, and I know and you're I'm fast, win. but like. I got the determination on my side. That's what it was, dude. That I was determined to win. That is so strong as a kid, I believe. I believe that when you experience those first instances in your life where you have to overcome the adversity or you just you have to do it. Like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I think those are really crucial moments for 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 children. I had I would love sports. Mm-hmm. And those exactly what you're talking about. It's 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 uh, it's yeah, brings up memories. That's all. Yeah. So that was when I was a ki- young mm-hmm. kid. I was just determined to win. And um, as I started getting older, <sighs> I've noticed that I was getting better. You know, coaches, teachers would tell me you're good, you're pretty good, and I never let that really get to my head. It was just more like it's just natural, you know, and um. I'll probably say I started to get more serious when I hit my freshman year in football. 
my freshman year, I had one goal, one goal only. I wanted to make the all-county team. For those of you who don't know, that's pretty much the top players, the top, what, 15 players in the Monterey County mm-hmm. from Hollister all the way down to King City, all the different schools. And when it came to training, it was pretty easy for me. If you want to get fast, what's the way to do it? One one trick I had was, all right, run against gravity. Run up a hill. How did you come up with that? It was just Something logic. Like, okay. It was just logic for me. Yeah. Um, if you want to run fast, then run faster. You know what I mean? If you want to be explosive, um, have this weight a weight vest and then do sprints without a weight vest. It was just very it was just logic, very basic understanding for me. Mm-hmm. Um especially running up hills and um one thing I did during the whole summer, I would run 100-yard sprints like 10 times because my logic in my head if they can't catch me full speed at 100 yards, they can't catch me at 90, at 80, at 70, let alone 10 yards because I'm already I already created that if you see someone sprinting 100 yards full speed from the 10, 20, 30, you're not going to catch him at 10 yards. Because he's, he's already at a whole different... But in all reality, that is probably your one of your only opportunities as a defensive player, right? Because we're talking about football. To actually catch someone who has the speed. Because if, ca- if I can catch you, if I can... For me, it's... Okay, just for a quick example. Intuition plays a big ga- a role in the game as well, right? So my best opportunity is to actually get you within those five to ten yards, or else you're fucking gone. Or that's it. I'm a fucking linebacker, and my speed is unmatched. You, no, your speed is unmatched to mine, right? Like I wouldn't even, I couldn't fucking touch you after ten yards. So what Angel's saying is that with his determination, because of his mind, if you can't catch me in a hundred, you're not gonna catch me in these fucking tens, fat boy. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I say that with all respect because you know. Fucking D lineman are big boys, you know. It's that's that's a fucking wild way to look at it. I'm perplexed. I've never heard this. This is new to me. All these stories. It's cool. So, so with training, which is very logical for me, very yeah. basic. Um, and then um, yeah, throughout my years, I was just grinding training because at a young age too, I had a dream to be a pro athlete. So that always kind of motivated me, inspired me to get out there and start training. Just like any other person who has a dream, you know, work your butt off, right? Um, but things didn't go as planned. Um, so high school passed. I had my successes. I had my failures, too. And then... What's a failure in high school? What was uh, something for you athletically? Well, I didn't end up making the county team. So my goal as a freshman, coming to my senior year, I wasn't selected. I might have achieved all these other different goals, but that wasn't what I was striving for. I'm still grateful that I was able to achieve that, though. But it's like when you want your ideal goal and you don't get it, it kind of, damn it, you know? Yeah. But I never looked at it like um, I didn't achieve my goal because as I looked around me, I achieved a lot of other things. Not just that, but I was able to inspire other athletes, too. My younger brother, he got number 21. I'm pretty sure why he got number 21 because I'm sure I inspired him. I'm sure he looked up to me along with other athletes. Um, if anybody doesn't, if anybody thinks that 
You know, when we played in Greenfield, people can be like, oh, yeah, that was a fucking small school division or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, fuck off. Um, you guys can look up on NBA Preps probably the stats that you had. His fucking stats were ridiculous. Every season we played, you were fucking the leading rusher, one of the leading rushers, you know what I mean? All the time. It was uh, what I loved to watch was the will you had. Like determination, right? I remember uh, during Menlo Atherton when I've seen it before, but this is when it just kind of was like we were getting our it was a dog fight. We got I think we lost like 35 to 21 or 42 to 21. But it was like a really close game at, at you know, a couple points. I think it got away from us in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> it was I um I was the lineman, right? So I had to block for this guy. And I remember just blocking for him and making my block and, you know, trying my hardest to keep my fucking block. And I glanced to my left and like the play looks like it's just about done. And this angel, he's being dragged by two different people, two different like I don't like two different people from one angle, and he has his arm on the floor and he's just still driving his legs and he gets away from that and then they wrap him up some more and he's still pumping his legs enough for us to finally get there and push the pile right but in my head like at that moment i was like the whole season but i was just like fuck this guy's another animal because I've, when i first used to see it i was just like that would motivate us like all right fuck yeah like let's go you know we got we have to block for these guys because Look what they're doing. Well, look, I mean, in my head, like, fuck, look what, if we just do our job, we're going to score a touchdown. You know what I mean? All he needs is a second. Literally, all you needed was a second or two to get out of the hole, clear a little space, that little space, bro. Within a millisecond, he'd be fucking scoring a touchdown. Arm flapping and all. You know, shit was great, bro. Good times. Yeah, but, I remember that play. I remember that game. Because I think it was on the fucking front paper, that picture. Or there was a picture of you getting tackled. There wasn't that one, but that I have the clippings too back in Greenfield. I remember before that game started too, I told myself this might be the last game I ever play. You know, I honestly told myself this might be the last game I ever play. All those years that I've been working my butt off, this is my, this might be it. And so I went in with that mentality. I'm just going to leave it on the field. And yeah, that happened. That passed um, around. When we, that's when we started hard nail football. Yeah, I remember right? that. I remember the dog days. Mm. And uh, those are the days. And some I don't know what it was. I I just quit during before the even season started. Something I don't know. I just it wasn't the same. Yeah, you know, it just wasn't the same. And uh, I finished the year there, and then the second year I came back. But instead of offense, I went to defense. I don't know why I did that. I never, you know, I don't know why I did that. But again, something inside of me was telling me it's not the same, you know. So I ended up quitting again. I ended up dropping out early in the season out of school, too. And that's when I moved to Sacramento, packed my bags and just said, I got to go. And um, throughout, I want to say 2013 to 2016, 17, that was probably the biggest loss of identity that I've had because I wasn't playing sports no more. What am I doing? Mm -hmm.
But for some reason, I always went out and still ran, still trained like I was still playing ball because that's where I felt myself. Even though I wasn't in an organ was not in an organized team, I still went out there with that same mentality grind, that same determination. Later on, I started figuring it out. This is my way I this is my way that I cope with life. You know, when I'm having a bad day, I go out and run a few miles. In that in your reality, you can control that. That's like one part of your life you can control. Exactly. That's the only time where I can control my effort and the outcome. And throughout all that, I still did, I still still did not know who I was. I was lost. I was getting high all the time. That always put me in a different headspace. I was hanging out with different people, you know, like everywhere, everywhere, moving, coming from a small town to a big city. You can get lost very easily and you can go down a route that you don't want to go down. And that's 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 real. You start hanging out with people that you like <coughs> you start finding yourself in places you shouldn't be. It's like when you're sitting there on a the couch and you're just like, where the fuck am I? Who are these people? You know one person there, and you you can't even see them, and you're just like, "Wow, and then that moment, I feel like it's you're so lonely, so sad, you're used to having your family around you, your friends around you back home, people you knew, like when I go to Greenfield and i walk I walk around, you know what I mean, people are gonna try to catch me slipping, hmm. no, but I do, and it's I feel safe, I feel cool, I feel good. I don't do that shit out here, you know? Anyway, getting back to your point, my little intervening here, because I'm so fucking narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so throughout that time, I was just, I was a lost kid. <gasps> Even through school, I was still trying to figure out. I was just getting by. I got kicked out twice. Of school? Of school. Oh, shit. For bad grades, not meeting the GPA requirement. It's because I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of going through the motions, and... um bouncing from job to job and um so i went through a lot of changes during that that time frame but one thing that always stayed consistent was my training my self-discipline my efforts towards not i don't want want to say sports but more just being physically active because at that point it's i knew this is who i am and then i want to say around 2018 that's when I t- started taking running seriously. And it made sense to me. I played running back. What's that key word? Running. Yes. Right? So for me, it made sense. I'm a <coughs> runner. It's who I am. I'm, I'm a runner. Going from He's short. He's a runner. He's a track <laughs> star. Going from that and then just kind of. It's a whole different game from going to sprinting to uh, long distance running. Because with long distance running, you really got to apply a strategy, patience. And um, it's not easy. So anybody who does long distance running, they know how hard it really is. What's what is considered long distance running at what uh, mile? I'd probably say anything more than anything more than five miles. To be honest with you, damn. Yeah. Long distance running for me is like three. <laughs> that's still a lot though. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just funny, you know. Yeah. Anything. Well, that's how it started with me. I started with one mile, two miles. So that's another background with I didn't just I wasn't just great at running long distance. I started with one mile here, two miles there, three miles there. Slow pace, nine minutes, eight minutes. But it's the consistency. 
consistently day in and day out that kind of got me better and i kept setting these small goals for myself i'm gonna run five today i'm gonna run six today i'm gonna do five but i'm gonna run them a minute faster you know so and so and then i want to say around 2018 that's when i really really started getting into longer distance like more than more than 13 miles and that's a whole different ball game because you you get to realize who you really are when you're in those situations where you want to quit, you want to stop, and you tell yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I running from one end to the other knowing damn well that I'm putting my body through all this stress and physical exertion? Um, but long story short, man, I just I fell in love with it. It's my passion. Mm-hmm. It was my passion. It's still my passion now. And is that what, you know, you you talking about your kind of struggle with school on more than one occasion, right? You know, you're actually enrolled in school right now and, and you're actually going for a purpose. What's that purpose? Huh? Um, it goes back to finishing what I started, you know, I for me, I never like starting something and then stopping halfway or quitting because I got kicked out. I've I've always wanted to finish school. Um and fast forward to now from getting kicked out I, i'm enrolled at sac state and even to me now that's still i'm still at a awe because wow like i didn't quit on myself man i'm here now um but it's definitely more i want to always want to learn more about how to help others with this passion of mine you know because as i get older it's not about how physically fit i am how physically fit can i get you people with actual health issues People who don't know how to train so I can prevent um, future health, you know, diseases um, and also injuries. There's a lot of people out there who train, but are they training safely? So that was the whole thing why I want to still finish school, because I want to give back, you know. What degree will you be receiving? Like what what field? I'm going for a kinesiology degree, which is the study of a human movement. Um, going for athletic coaching with a focus in uh, sports psychology. Ooh, sports psychology. What does that entail? Actually, that sounds very interesting. Psychology. I love psychology. I took. I mean, I have my own struggle with schools too, but I took it um, when I was in Hornell. Um, the intro to psychology and a couple other classes. Oh yeah, you fucking took an intro to psychology class, boy. You giving everybody advice? Oh yeah, you cool, huh? Tough shit. Yeah, sometimes. But when you say sports psychology, what is that like? What is that? What What does it mean? Um. Well, it's it's the same thing as um psychology, but you're just adding the sports uh, um aspect to it. So, for example, it's like a, athletes. Yeah, yeah, working with athletes, but helping them not physically, but mentally. You know, you hear a lot about athletes choking when it comes to a big game. Or the big, you know, the big time. Yeah, the, the big, big time, time game, the big stage. A lot of athletes choke. But, well, you got to look at the reason why they choke. There's a lot of psychological factors that the reason why they choke. It could be they weren't um, prepared enough as far as um, skills or confidence or um, emotional arousal. Things like that that actually play a role on performance. And... um I've always been into um, psychology as well. And um, I think the biggest thing for me that made me successful in sports was my psychological mindset, my mindset, my determination, um, work ethic, all these little things that you have, you can work on that are outside the physical training. Um, 
Because that's the biggest thing. If you can get an athlete or just anybody to believe in themselves, that's step one. You know, step two would just be put in the work now, go train. So that's that's where that came from. Is um, I want to help people, not just physically, but mentally, you know, because you can also apply those same psychological skills outside of the sport. You can apply them to actual life itself. With when uh, when you're all wrapped up with school, what is uh, your goal after? Like, do you have a goal after that? Is there where do you see yourself in 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 the future with with what you're doing and your passion? Um, I see myself definitely working for either working for a for a college um, as a strength and conditioning coach or um, as a sports psychologist, a doctor for sure. I would love that. But also, too, I see myself as a professional endurance athlete. Um, that's something that I actually came into my mind like about two years ago. And I still strive for that. Um, far from it, but something that I know if I stay consistent with it, it can happen. You know what I think is a, a very, not a coincidence, and it's kind of a sign to keep doing what you're doing, is when you posted a picture with that dude who runs that was on the Rogan podcast. What what did you actually? What was that run? Uh, it was um, recently, right? Yeah, it was a California International Marathon. Um, I got invited to run it. At first, I wasn't gonna run it because for me it was like I, I can run it in my backyard. <laughs> you know, like why? What's a, how much is the marathon? A uh, full marathon is twenty six point two miles. Uh huh. Half marathon is thirteen point one. So and you run the full marathon. The full marathon. Uh-huh. Twenty six miles. Twenty six point two miles, and um, great experience. My first time running a marathon. And um, f- I want to say, uh, give a shout out to Boat Crew uh, 31 because they were the ones that encouraging me to run it. Um, it's funny because they were telling me if anyone can, and if anyone can get a good time, it's it's me. They would say, no, me being me, I'm be like, ah, you know, I'm not that good. I just I just show up every day and put in the work. But at when I finished the marathon, I was like, wow, I felt like this is what I've been working for. Now I have an outcome of what can I do if I actually put myself out there. Did you, um, what was your time? I averaged uh, seven minutes and 39 seconds per mile. For 26.2 miles. miles. Yes. Have yeah. you, what's the most you've ever ran prior to that run? 22, 22 miles. That and was what like was your time? 8.30 pace. 8.30 and pace and you were chill. Yeah, I was yeah chilling. If anybody's ever worked out with this man or ran any kind of distance with this man, you, he makes this shit look like butter. I swear. I'm not saying that just to blow hot uh, air up your ass. I hate running with you, but I love it mm-hmm. because running with you, it's a it's a whole mind fuck in itself because you're so fucking calm on mile three or four. Right? I think I've only I, what was that American River Trail? Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. only three. It was more. You said it was only three or uh, two. Yeah. I think it was like almost four. Yeah. And we were running that one time after we already had ran a mile in. Like damn near uh, like point, you know, damn near a mile. And then we did sprints up this little hill right there where the homies, homies are chilling. Mm-hmm. And then we did the whole the whole like four miles. Right. But when you're running with them, you know, you're over here just trying to concentrate on your a mile two, right? Mile two is kind of when I start to kick in gear. And it feels good. But at the time, it didn't feel good. Mile after that, I just kept looking at my the watch. And my, I was like, what the fuck? What time is it? But 
I kind of had to really focus in because I knew you weren't stopping anytime soon when I kept looking up. I'm like, I can't lose him, but I have to keep, I have to keep going. Right. So you're challenging yourself mentally and it was fucking hot. It was in the middle of summer in Sacramento. I was, we were already tired. It, I was already fucking done, dude. I was done. I was done at the beginning. I wasn't a runner at all. And over time now, I'm not running as much now, but you know, when I get into my little stints, you know, two miles of my minimum, usually I'll do like four max and you feel great. It's a great feeling. But at the time it was horrible. But what I realized in those, in that moment when I run, ran with you, it's like you find more within yourself. You're like, oh, I can't do this. It sucked, but I can't do this. And once you do it once, you know, you can do it again. It's no big deal. It's that. You know, that will and determination, you you can do things like that in your life to be able to work that aspect in your mind, the determination. Not a lot of us have to do that anymore. So, yeah. Come check out Angel Perez when he's uh, nice and graduated and Mr. Doctor. For real, dude, because if you guys really want to better yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, like this is the one person that I would lean on heavily especially if you're trying to be a professional athlete and to have the whole patois, you know what I mean? You can't just be a professional athlete because you have the skill and you're strong and fast. Like it's a lot more than that. Most definitely. I mean, look at me. I'm not the tallest guy. I'm not the fastest guy, you know, but I'm at the level I am now. It's because those small things, the things you have control over your effort, determination, your planning strategy, all that plays a role. Uh, getting back really quick to the gentleman that you ran into. Well, who was that? Oh, Zach Bitter. Zach Bitter. So uh, the first time I heard of him was at in, in the Joe Rogan uh, podcast. Uh, but this guy, he had a record for running over 100 miles with a pace of like 630, 645. Do you oh. know what his time was? That for was the mar- for the marathon. Oh, uh, he didn't run a marathon. He was coaching athletes at the marathon. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So he wasn't running the marathon. Which I was surprised because I'm sure he'd dominate. But as I finished, uh, I'm looking around at all the people. There's so many people there. So much support for the runners and the mm-hmm. running community. It's pretty awesome. But I seen him. I'm like, this guy looks familiar. I'm at, What's his name? So I asked him, hey, what's your name? Zach. I'm like, Zach Bitter? Like, yeah. And right away, I was like, oh, cool, let me get a picture. You know? Um, and that was it. But that alone... Seeing him in that moment in time made me realize how everything just kind of works the way it's supposed to work. I wasn't supposed to run that marathon. I literally bought the ticket on Wednesday and the race was on Saturday. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was kind of like a last minute thing. I didn't even train for it. You're supposed to train for a marathon like that. I was just going in as my regular me. So the fact that I seen him, it was like, wow, it was a great... I made the right decision. That lets me know that the stars are aligned. Putting in all that work, man. Things are just happening. Like, uh, we were talking about, I was talking about um, the other day when I recorded the podcast with PZ and he was, I was talking about action and reaction. In this case, you know, you're putting all the action into the work and the effort and the grind. And then the reaction is you getting like a seven thirty pace and a, marathon and meeting someone who is really big in the running community mm-hmm. you know yeah 
Well, and that's just that's just like a little not even like I wouldn't say it is a milestone I would say it's I, I, don't, I don't know I couldn't I couldn't say for you you know it's a definitely a, a taste of what else is out there and that's what I learned I would never have experienced that if I never would put myself out there and that's something I never did I don't put myself out there as much as I should or want to sometimes it's like what for I'm going to do this regardless if there's people out there cheering me on or if there's just wind blowing and rain because I'm s- still the same outcome. I'm s- The outcome is always to push yourself a little more. So putting myself out there, it just kind of, it opens, for anybody who put yourself out there, it opens doors. It opens more opportunities. So many lessons learned, though, during that race alone. So many lessons one of them is my heart rate was way too high. I was averaging in a heart rate beats per minute, 199. Oh, damn. So imagine you're redlining a car engine yeah. for 26 miles. Eventually, that engine's going to blow up. My heart, could I could have had a heart attack, bro. I, couldn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel it because my mind was get the job done. I was so in tune with my mind and my spirit that I forgot about my physical, the physical effect of me running that much at that pace. So when I started studying my heart rate, my heart rate should have been at, at an aerobic pace, which is 180 minus your age, 150, 160 average. And I'm like, wow, this is not good. This is not, it's not healthy. That really changed my perspective and the way that I, I go about training now. So what is it now? What are you doing to... I'm not I'm not going above 170 when I'm doing long distance. I'm definitely not running at a 7-minute per mile. I'm definitely hitting those 839 paces because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Physi- physiologically, your body's going to adapt and you're going to be able to build that volume to be able to run s- so far. But when I'm doing sprints, different training, that's when I'm definitely hitting like 190, 180 because you're, you're sprinting. Yeah. You want full exertion. But you're only going for full exertion, that forty miles down the fucking drag race, down the drag, the, down the drag strip, right? Yeah, like twenty yards, thirty yards. Yeah, so it's like when because you, you compared it to a car earlier, redlining at one hundred and ninety nine uh, uh, heartbeats per minute. That's not that bad if you're only doing it for a hundred yards. Exactly. You know, it's it's normal. That's what a race car is supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. what a fucking top notch human is supposed to do. You know. Thank you for sharing all this, man. It's um, I'm privileged. I, I I've been wanting you on the podcast forever. I've, I like I tell you, I've um. We know each other pretty well. I think it's very odd because me and you are very different, and it kind of makes me emotional. You know, it's like without you, there's no full circle. Without you being yourself and me being myself, you know, I don't get Julio. You know, I don't get the best part of me. You know, I I don't know what it is. I'm, I, you know, that's how I feel about it. And I just appreciate the hell out of you, brother. Like, you just seeing you grind when we don't talk for fucking a month, maybe. And it's all love. It's still always all love. And that's what I know in my heart. And that's what I've come to realize over these past two years. Because it's hard to work with you sometimes. You know? It is, bro. And vice versa. I know I'm <laughs> a fucking whole 
person in myself you know for sure and um and that's something about me too like i'm not i'm gonna tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear yeah and without that in my life you know it's i run a fucking muck you call me on so many things indirectly and you're not even trying to do it that's the thing half the time and it's just like god damn yeah and but um, you elevate the freak you make me elevate you know at the end of the goal, that's that's all I want for people, you know, to uh, be honest with yourself and uh, challenge yourself and be truthful. Know the areas where you need to get better and just do the work. Do the work. Don't skip steps, man. And um, I'm always going to say this, you know, I'm, I'm not the reason why Full Circle started. Um, I think it's more of uh, the journey that we've all been through that kind of created that. And it was just so happens that me and you were able to formulate this energy into an idea. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but going back to what you said, I am a tough guy to work with. Um, a lot of times it's because I want the best for you. So I'm going to tell you, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to stop eating this, stop drinking sodas, you know? Because at the end of the day, like you said, it's all love. Mm-hmm. Why am I telling you to uh, stop drinking soda? You, what happens when you keep drinking soda for years and years and years and years You're and years? You're fucking fat. You right? die. You know, literally. So like I don't drink soda, people, by the way. <laughs> I do every once in a while, but it's just it's funny that you say that. And that's that's my biggest fault, I think, that I need to continue to work on is um, being able to explain my reasoning mm-hmm. instead of just telling people bluntly. Over time, you know, like you said earlier, when you start to open up and you start to express yourself, that'll all come in time. That'll all come like practice, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's the biggest thing. Yep. And I do have a, a bad habit of uh, ghosting people. Yeah. But it's more so is because... And you know, you gotta, you're got you doing your work. You're doing yeah. your inventory. You're checking yeah. in on yourself. I got to come back to who I am, fix myself, and then come back even stronger. Um, so if I've ghosted you... Don't take her personal. He does it to everybody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one final question here. Uh, before we get out of here, um, again, I appreciate your time. But, uh, you know, what's something that has happened in your life that you saw come to fruition? Like, what, what, like. Oh, man. Um, definitely. M- the educational side of my life. Um, when I got kicked out, I told myself, I'm going to graduate sooner or later. It doesn't matter if it takes me 10 years. doesn't matter if it takes me one year. And um, now I'm at Sac State. I'm like, that's cool. I'm actually, I take time to appreciate that now. Like, damn, I'm here. But the job's not finished, you know. Um, another thing is... I've always had a, these visions of everybody around me and everybody that I come across to just, um, just um, I don't want to say being happy because happiness is fleeting. It comes and it goes, but more so just being true to themselves, you know, for example, if you like podcasting, cause you've had this idea for a long time and I always envision you having your own show and like just seeing you on TV and things like that. And um, he, look where I'm at. I'm in your studio. This is exactly it. So that's something that came into fruition. 
Um, that's probably the biggest thing, man. Just seeing the people around me kind of just manifest it, what they want into reality. And I understand everybody has different visions and goals, but the, I always wanted that outcome for people. Not for them to be happy. Again, happiness is, fle- is fleeting. But for them to understand themselves a little more to keep, keep chipping away at it. That's probably the biggest thing. Because see, I've seen a lot of people around me come and go. But I've always had that vision where it's like sooner or later they're going to have a, that realization, that, uh, that epiphany. I think something's going to click within them where it's going to be, ah, this is what I've been working for. The same thing that I wanted for myself, I want for other people at the end of the day. little break from just hearing my voice all the time you know what i mean that's some daft punk by the way that's instant crush you need to listen to that shit and just get your just get fucking right it's a good little mood booster you know what i mean little it don't matter what they want to see you can look just like me but it ain't me okay but before we get out of here today, everybody, um, I'm just going to ask you one last question, my friend. What would you tell anybody out there going after their goals, you know, facing a hard time right now? Oh, man. Um, I'll say just keep going, you know. You're going to face adversity. You're going to face challenges. It's a part of life. Once you understand that that comes with the game, you'll be able to kind of see more clear. Your conscience will be a little bit more clear. You'll understand that um, when you're faced with a challenge, that's just a a step that you have to overcome instead of a dwelling on it and looking at it like um, something that you can't get overcome, right? Um, just keep going. And um, I'll say... If you're going through something, man, just don't feel like you're alone, man. You know, don't feel like the world is crashing down on you. Um, we all have more similarities that we have differences, I always believe. Um, as far as um, dealing with emotions, you know, di- things like heartbreak, things like um, death in the families, things like that, you know. Um, we're not so different after all, you know. We breathe the same air. We all need rest right we all need sleep we all need proper nutrition um at the end of the day we're all here on this earth in this physical realm and i don't know what people's beliefs are but i definitely believe that we're having a spiritual experience trapped in in the human body so we're all going through this through this life together so don't feel like you're alone there's people out there who can relate to you. You just got to be strong enough to talk about what's going on. Because if you don't talk about it, no one's going to know. We're not mind readers. That's one thing I learned. People are not going to know if I'm doing good or bad if I don't talk about it. 
And the last thing, man, just stay true to yourself. As much as everybody wants to be hip and cool, stay true to yourself. <laughs> you said hip. <laughs> you said hip and cool. That's just funny. No, I I appreciate the wise words, my friend. Again, I appreciate your time. Thank you for being here on the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. Download it. Subscribe if you want. If not, that's completely fine. Thank you for sitting here and enjoying the ride. But now it's time for us to part this tide. So, y'all, keep spreading the peace and the love. We're out. Peace.